0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast recording in this very irregular series. Um, but I had an idea today, or actually a topic that came across my mind that I wanted to talk about, because I was giving an interview two days ago, I think three days ago, to, um, to a Slovak newspaper, which will be published hopefully soon. And um, the journalist asked me a question, uh, what is a polyglot? Like, what does qualify as a polyglot? And I've heard this question many, many times, and I thought about this several several times as well. So I thought um, I'd either make a video about it or make a podcasting recording about it and sort of share my thoughts and opinions. Because I know that there's a lot of talk about this in the polyglot community. And I think a lot of people who are not really like familiar with um, or involved in learning a lot of languages, they also maybe wonder like what... what what actually qualifies or who actually qualifies as a polyglot. So I'm going to tell you what I think about it. There are several levels that you can look at this, and, and I'll, just, I'll just give you my sort of uh, point of view, um, and I'll tell you why I think uh, what I think. So to me, a polyglot is someone who speaks at least six languages, um, well balanced in terms of variety, and someone who speaks these languages at a level of at least 80% compared to their native language. And I'm going to go into detail about all of this. So, first we have to define how many languages, like the number of languages, would qualify a person as someone who's a polyglot. Um, now the word polyglot itself, um, for those of you who are familiar with it, know that it is it means um many languages or someone who speaks many languages and many mathematically is just more than one so someone who speaks two languages technically should be considered a polyglot but now we <laughs> have to be a bit stricter than that so um i sort of uh, hijacked this um sort of sort of like n- number of languages from or this threshold, uh, polyglot threshold from Professor Alexander Arguelles, who said that the number of languages has to be six and more. And he very correctly stated that the reason for that is that there are places, and many places in this world, where people grow up in conditions where they naturally learn three, four languages to a very high level, sometimes natively, simply because um they live in an environment where four languages are spoken on a daily basis so they might live somewhere in india where they speak a uh, regional language then they learn the language of the province then they have to learn hindi and english and so they they really grow up speaking four languages and and uh and it's very common and uh you might say you know, but for la- speaking four languages to a very high level, in, like almost natively, is a, is a huge achievement. And I, I agree. But the thing here is that when usually, or at least the way, this is the way I see it, when I hear the word polyglot, it is somehow at least a little bit, a slight little bit associated with admiration. And this is, by the way, why I, I, I never describe myself as a polyglot because I, th- I think that um, it's not a very humble thing to do. Simply because when I label someone like that, um, I, I feel I have that sense of admiration uh, in that word or in that concept. And so when you have millions of people, literally millions of people in places like India or some parts of Europe uh, or Africa, uh, who speak four languages, three, four languages by default. It's very normal. It's very common. And so if you would say to someone from that region, um, you know, he's a polyglot, and people would give you a very strange look because, well, there's nothing special, right? Everyone, everyone there speaks four languages, basically, or most people three four languages two languages whatever you know what, what I'm trying to trying to say here so since you have these regions you have to count this and factor this into your equa- equation and then um, the question is how many more you have to learn so we that I'm not we but I like the the idea that you have to learn at least two additional languages because we might have this person from India growing up with three, four native languages, and then that same person moved to Germany and learned German, again, just by default. And there are a lot of people who who did that. So six languages would probably be a very nice threshold, a, a, a very um, demanding one, but I hope that most of my listeners are very demanding people, um, so they would agree that a demanding threshold is a good thing, so six languages it is. And um, you would say, well, but there are places like the United States where uh, learning six languages would be an amazing feat. And to that, I would reply, well, we are a very globalized world. And um, if something happens in India, it's not like something happened in India 200 years ago. It concerns us um, quite a bit, all you have to do is go on YouTube and <laughs> YouTube itself would recommend to you videos from all over the world and you will see things you had never imagined existing, um, having different reactions to them from shock to admiration for these different cultures that you never had before. And we are just very, very globalized. So yeah, indeed, in the United States, we're, and I'm sorry for singling United States out as a country... Um, where, um, you know, learning languages or or knowing several languages is not a known thing, uh, unless you're maybe a a child of immigrants or something like that. But what I'm trying to uh, get at is just, just what I mentioned earlier, that it is a globalized world, and yes, it is true that in the United States, speaking five or four languages to a very high level would be very exceptional, mostly. There are places like India where it's not that exceptional, and since we are a globalized world, we have to sort of, <laughs> sort of have that um, uh, sort of relative um, eyes, uh, this, this whole concept. And therefore, I think that it is a very valid point to make. So in terms of the number of languages, uh, I would say it's six and more. Now, in terms of language proficiency, this is another thing that we have to uh, consider. Mm, there are people who say that um, when you're able to sort of sort of uh, get yourself around in a language, um, you speak that language. But there are even more extreme examples. There are people who say that, um, yeah, I speak this and that language, and then when you actually inquire about what, the, what those people know, what what this that person knows how to say, it. you find out that that person knows how to say hello and maybe say a couple of sentences and count. But there are people you know who 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 can order uh, food in a Chinese restaurant. They say they speak Chinese. And the reason why I'm mentioning this is that um, it, it's a very large group of people, and I'm not not judging the, um, them by any means. I just want to tell you that there are really people who think that this means to, to know a language. So we have this this extreme. To say a couple of loose phrases, to know how to count, um, and all that, um, to some people it really constitutes, or really means to, to to speak a language. And then there there is the other extreme, which I get a lot um, in the comments under my videos, where people say, well, they ask me, well, do you know how to um, write articles without making mistakes in Mandarin Chinese? Do you know how to discuss Eel's chemistry, the theory of relativity, um, and all these very difficult technical terms in German? Or do you know all the dialectal nuances of uh, French? Uh, and uh, they say, if you don't, then uh, you cannot say you know the language. Well, to this I can reply that probably 95% of native speakers of uh, of German wouldn't be able to write an article without making a mistake. 95% of Germans would probably be unable to discuss EELs in the theory of relativity simply because they just might not be interested and don't have that knowledge. So um, this to me um, does not (laughs) by any means uh, mean that someone does not speak a language because native speakers uh, would probably very probably fail this test. However, we have to sort of find a very nice uh, sweet spot between the first group, which says that if I know how to count, I speak Chinese, and the other group, if unless you know how to write a book without a single mistake, you don't speak German, in German. Um, I'm a pretty demanding uh, person when it comes to this, and um, I hope that, like I said, most most of my listeners would be demanding as well, and I work as a professional interpreter, so... Uh, for me, to speak a language, it would be um, about 80%. So, so I know a language. I say I know German if I can speak it at least at a level of 80% relative to my native language. So if let's say my Slovak, Slovak is my native language. Um, that would be 100%. And my English right now would be, uh, depending on the day, so 98 99% of that. And so anything between 80 and 100, I would consider as knowing or speaking that language. Um, And the third uh, sort of uh, factor that we have to factor in, in terms of being able to tell whether a a, a person is or is not a polyglot, or sort of like qualifying a person as a polyglot, and by by no means am I the one to judge. I'm just sort of giving you my opinion (laughs) about what I think is a polyglot. So if you speak less than six languages and, and you know, uh, you don't speak them at, at 80 or more percent, I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you what I personally think that is a polyglot and what is not a polyglot. Um, the last, the third factor that we have to factor in is uh, variety, right? So if you have two native, native speakers of English, say two, two Americans, and uh, w- the first one speaks English, German, Dutch and Afrikaans, and the second one speaks English, Arabic, Japanese, and Swahili. And they both speak these languages at a 80 plus percent level relative to English. Now, it's absolutely obvious that the second one, the one who speaks Japanese, Swahili, and uh, Arabic, had a much more difficult job. In fact, it's maybe, it, it's a much, it, it's an, an uncomparable task uh, because the first one, the one who speaks English, German, Dutch, and Afrikaans, and speaks them at the C1 level, if that person is talented and ha- is in very good conditions, that person might have learned these three languages in under a year to a c level, c C1 level. But the other guy or girl who learned um, Arabic, Japanese, and Swahili maybe probably spent even 10 or more years on these languages to get them to a C1 level. So that's a year compared to 10 years, So, again, we're talking about, like, these borderline minimum uh, times necessary to learn these languages, get these languages to C1 levels. But, again, compare one year to ten years. So, um, again, if we have, because we set up the standard of six languages, so if someone says that that person or I speak English, German, Dutch, Afrikaans, uh, Swedish, Norwegian, and Danish, let's say, then... Obviously, if for those of you who know a little something about languages, then you know that this is not that impressive uh, compared to someone who would say, All right, well, I speak English, Arabic, Japanese, Mandarin Chinese, uh, Swahili, maybe Greenlandic, and let's say, let's throw in something exotic, say, uh, maybe Mansi, which is a language from from the Urals Mountains, a Ugrofinic language. So these two. These two are absolutely incomparable. So, um, my requirement, my last requirement with me, would be a, a like a healthy, healthily balanced variety uh, of languages that the person speaks. So, like I said, uh, for me, a polyglot is someone who speaks six and more languages at a level of eighty percent or higher relative to their native language or the their best language, and. The languages have to be healthily balanced, right? So that's about it, what I thought about uh, this topic, about what it is or who is a polyglot. Feel free to leave your comments. I hope you liked the recording and I will hopefully see you in the next one soon. Take care, bye-bye.